I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. started. Um, Tonight's episode is going to be part of a series that I plan to do on real haunted houses. Right. So I'm excited. I'm kicking this first one off with the Sally house and um, we'll dive into that in just a second. But um, I wanted to first let our listeners know what we're drinking tonight. Yeah. So this is a recipe I found on um, Instagram. And it is called the Autumn Apple Snap. And it's got one one and a half parts gin, one part lemon juice, one and a half parts apple cider. You could add more if you like feel like it's too. Right. And then ginger beer to top off. Um, so essentially you combine all the ingredients in a high ball glass filled with ice, stir to combine, and add an apple slice for garnish. Yeah. It's it's a nice little fall drink. Yeah. Kind of fall. It's like fall leading into winter because when i think of ginger beer i think of when we do our moscow Moscow mules right those are good yeah that's gonna have to to be uh shown on the podcast for sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably when we talk about that infamous person that we talk oh i shouldn't say anything oh that's a new episode coming up so yeah we have yes we have some different ideas coming up for I, I, i need to be quiet i need not spoil anything yeah so okay fine i'll say anything okay but stay tuned. <laughs> no, I like this one. It's um, it's spicy. It is spicy because of the ginger beer. Yeah. More than anything. But I like, I mean, I like that. Right. No, we could have used ginger ale. Like, you could swap out ginger ale for ginger beer. Right. I think feel it, like it's too. Even if you were, like, doing a mocktail, mm-hmm. you get rid of the gin and probably, probably Just apple cider. Beer. Well, and, ginger beer is al- non-alcoholic. Right. It's not. I was just thinking that maybe the ginger beer and the ginger ale would be too much ginger at that point. Oh, I would just stick with one or the other. Ginger right. beer and like apple cider, lemon juice. Um, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, It's tasty. I, I could see, I mean, it's refreshing, so I could see like drinking multiple of these. Yeah. And then getting in trouble. Well, I mean, there <laughs> isn't, as long as you're careful. Right. Uh, and we're at home, so. Yeah. Um, and it's our date night, so <laughs> podcast date night. Podcast date night. So if you'd like to see that recipe, you can follow us on Instagram if you aren't aren't all already doing so. It's at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. Um, but more than likely, if you are following us, you've probably seen our post because I just posted a few minutes ago before we started recording. Right. Um. All right. So let's dive in. So have you ever heard of the Sally House, babe? The only time I've heard of the Sally House is when we watched BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah. Because that was that was a big thing that we like to do was to watch BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, and Shane so, and Ryan. Yeah. Um, 
That is my only experience. Yeah. With them. Okay. So the Sally House is located at 508 North 2nd Street in Atchison, Kansas. Now, the property was built um, between 1867 and 1871, from what I understand. Okay. The first owner was Michael C. Finney. His wife, Kate, and their three children lived there. However, he didn't get to occupy the house for very long because he actually died in 1872. His daughter, Agnes, ended up moving back into the home. It was unclear to me how that worked. But she moved in with her husband, William True. So I don't know if the family moved out for a period of time, and then she was able to move back in. Okay. But um, Agnes and her husband, William True, lived there and then ended up dying there as well in that home. So many families have lived there throughout the years. But what really sparked the paranormal uh history or the infamous activity was after Tony and Deborah or Deb Pickman moved in in December of 1992. Okay. So Deborah was pregnant with their first child. And one of the first things that happened was when they first moved in, their dog was freaking out. So he would growl and bark at nothing. Like, he would just be growling and barking at a wall. Or um, there, there's a nursery. It becomes the nursery upstairs. He would growl and bark near that nursery door. Always trust dogs. Yeah, they, they're into <clears throat> because, it. Like, they know what's up. I mean, when our dog growls, it's usually for a relatively right. good reason. Well, or like when <clears throat> the situation that happened, which if you all have listened to our podcast on the possessed dolls, when we had a, what I believe was a possessed doll in our home, Hurley, our dog, was scratching at the door to get out Right. when he heard the footsteps down the stairs. So right. I heard him, and then he obviously heard him. He thought someone was walking down the stairs. He wanted to be let out of right. our kiddo's room. So, yes, dogs know. They know something's up. Right. Um, lights would flicker, and there would be cold spots throughout the house. Also, apparently, there were dropped calls on their landline. So it's not like a cell phone. They were on the landline, but the, the call would drop when they'd be trying to talk to someone. Right. And at first, they really didn't think a lot of it. They're first-time home buyers, and they thought maybe some of this was just weird stuff with the house. Like maybe the phone's line wires were messed up or whatever. Okay. Um, but then when the new baby came, and they put the baby in the nursery... Some strange occurrences began happening. So musical toys, so like little stuffed animals or little toys that that the baby had, would start going off and on, including the, you know, the mobile that would like be above the baby Mm -hmm. that spins. It would start going off without being, you know how you typically would would turn the little knob and then that's what would initiate the turning of them. So it would start going off even though no one had turned it. Side note on that. Okay. Do you remember when our kid was like really little and he had that horse that would like, he would get on it and it would move it back and forth and make sounds like yes. a rocking horse? And it would that occasionally one, go that off. That one night where. I think the batteries were going bad though. I think that I know, happened. But, but that's what I'm saying is like the batteries could have been going dead. But also, 
there is nothing more like terrifying as a new parent <laughs> yeah like when you have your kid like asleep and you're like dead dog tired and you get in bed and you have the baby monitor and then you hear like one of their toys going off in the middle of the night just randomly like he's not playing with it or she's not playing with it and it's just going off that's scary. It is scary. <laughs> like, it is scary. you think, oh, well, there's a ghost in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think with some of those toys when the batteries right. are going bad, then it starts going off for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I don't know. At least that's my justification for it. That's mine, too. <laughs> okay. So the baby would also wake up frequently, which I was like, uh, that's just having a baby. That's just having a baby. Like, babies yeah. just wake up every hour on the hour, pretty much. <laughs> like, we didn't get very much sleep at all when no. our kiddo was born. No. Um, but also the baby a lot of times would actually sleep with them. Okay. Um, you know, like co-parenting, co-sleeping. Co-sleeping, yeah. But I think, so they would have actually like, I think a little thing in the, in the room with them and the baby would sleep. Yeah. Like we'd had a little arms reach thing. Yeah. Um, but then lights in the nursery in the middle of the night would turn on. When the baby wasn't The baby was not in there. Okay. But the lights would be turned on. Um, and even the neighbors, like at one point came over and were like why are you leaving the lights on in, in your kid's nursery in the middle of the night better like better, we're not better question why are you looking into our window well I don't, I don't know maybe they <laughs> like, just realized they were just like why is a nosy this? neighbor like why you have why are you checking in on when the nursery lights are on well i think maybe they were just being nice i don't know we lived mm-hmm. with a bunch of old people at our old house and they were nosy our first still. <laughs> As we were first time home buyers. We lived in this older neighborhood, like patio homes. And yes, they, they were, were nosy. super nosy as hell. They were like, I saw when your sister came over. And I was like, How did you know it was my sister? She looked just like you. Right. <laughs> like, that one lady with like no teeth. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, anyway, back on track. When Deborah's sister came over to visit, um, I guess she was kind of helping with right. the baby. They found the stuffed animals. In a circle formation on the floor in the nursery. <laughs> That's really funny. Just now, the thought of like these, like, you know, like Teddy Rubskin and like a bunch of other stuffed animals in like a calming circle or like a seance. Calm, in, a calming se- circle. in a seance circle in the, in the nursery. <laughs> but they initially thought it was actually the brother in law mm-hmm. who was like playing a prank on them. Which we do. Brother in laws do that. Yeah. Um, so. so when they went downstairs, I guess, so they had seen the stuffed animals or they were like, whatever. So then they turn off the lights, they went downstairs, and when they turned around, the light was back on in the nursery. Okay. So that kind of freaked them out. Right. Because they knew they had turned it off. So when they went back upstairs to the nursery that they had just left to see why the light was on again, they found the bear had moved. So there was like in the circle with the stuffed animals, one of the stuffed animals, which was a bear, had moved. And nobody from the family was, like, unaccounted for who could have done that. No, I guess they, they questioned the brother-in-law. He was like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And so he actually went out. He had his camera in his car or something. So he left. He went and grabbed his camera. And he thought, well, I'm going to take pictures of what's okay. going on here. Okay. Because I think they're all starting to question things and, like, what is going on? Why is this happening? So... Um, and this was, of course, days before digital cameras. Right. So he went out, he grabbed his camera, and he went to take a picture of the bear, and allegedly it spun around. The As bear spun around? The bear spun around while he was trying to take a picture he, of it. Did he catch this on I phone? guess it was blurry. 
Okay. That's all I know. <laughs> so, so obviously there's some weird stuff going on. Okay. Um, and so I guess they reached out to a psychic named Barbara. And she came in and she claimed that it was a little girl named Sally. That's where we get the name of the house, the right. Sally house. And there's a local legend that claims a little girl died there when it was a doctor's office. Now, this is interesting. I actually went to visitatchison.com, which is the town's chamber of commerce website. Okay. Okay. And on their website, in fact, it says that there's a story of a frantic mother who brought her six-year-old daughter, Sally, to the doctor that had lived in that house. Okay. Apparently, she had complained of a severe stomach ache this is a little girl she collapsed and so the mother had carried her there the doctor diagnosed it as appendicitis okay and he was like we need to operate immediately you know we need to get the appendix out before it bursts or whatever the situation so the doctor didn't want to wait for anesthesia to kick in what so he starts cutting into her without anesthesia Apparently, or didn't the anesthesia didn't work? Or he didn't wait long enough. I don't know. What an American horror story! Yeah, <laughs> and so Sally starts screaming. Well, yeah, because of the pain, and she dies right there on the operating table from trauma. <laughs> yes. So, so that when did when did that happen? Like what? they don't have a date. They don't okay. know. There's, so I'm assuming it's like in the it's 80s. actually important to note that there are no records of this death. Like there's no records to prove that any of this. So this could not. This, this could be. Could this be is just a. Bullshit. This could be a total just local legend. Right. Didn't actually happen. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Deborah felt bad for the little girl ghost. She felt like she had a responsibility to take care of her because of what had happened to her. I mean, the last thoughts she had as she was dying was this man cutting into her abdomen. Right. And so I think Deborah kind of felt like, you know, like this little girl needed a mom. You know, just kind of watch over her. But things took a sinister turn. Okay. So, first of all, Tony, so Barbara's, or Deborah's husband, um, Tony saw the little girl ghost on Halloween. He actually thought she was like a trick-or-treater. He'd come into the house. Okay. Okay. He, and he realized, he was like, wait a minute, I can see through this little girl. So, Obviously, he then put two and two together. This was the little ghost girl that the psychic had said had lived there, or had or died there. Or it's just a really good costume. Mm, no. Mm. <laughs> he again saw the little girl ghost one night at the foot of his bed, but her face began changing into something very sinister, very dark, evil-looking, like demonic in nature. And that night, Tony was scratched with three claw marks on his back. They appeared on his back. Some motherfucking demon. Okay. So as we know, <laughs> thank you for saying that in my notes here. We all know three claw marks right. are usually an indication of the demonic. Yep. So three claw marks, three knocks, whatever, you know, th- it comes in threes. Right. That's a mocking of the Holy Trinity. Right. So that's what I think. I think it's also demonic. Fires began breaking out, breaking out in the house as well. Mm. So that's weird, right? That's Just weird. random little fires popping up. So in addition to the psychic, they also consulted some paranormal investigators. They asked them for help. 
And during their investigations, when Tony was there, he would start being affected by what well, the, the in during the investigation he was getting attacked. So they would have scratch marks that would appear on his abdomen, like he would lift up his shirt, and then these scratch marks would suddenly appear. Are there any Red pictures? There are. Scratches? There's video. Yeah, there's video and stuff. Okay. Yeah, you can find it on online, I believe. Okay. Um, other investigators claim to see there was multiple ghosts is what they believe right so there was the apparition of a woman who was pacing in the dining room which i understand would have been at the doctor's office it may have been the waiting or no i think operating area anyway if it had actually ever been a doctor's office um that could have been a patient it could have been the mom who was waiting for her daughter to come out of the operating room okay um, they've also spotted the ghost of a man at the bottom of the stairs. So, really, Sally isn't alone. But, it kind of makes me believe, like I said, if... I don't believe Sally's really a little girl ghost. I, I mean, as you and I both know from watching multiple shows, demons will often present themselves as, as children, children yeah. to get you to feel for them, to get you to interact right. with them. And it's part of the um manipulation yeah yeah yeah. it's like um you know first you have um oppression oppression and then potentially possession so that's like one of the first steps is getting you to trust the entity so i think she's demon and the other apparitions could be just residual energy like people are seeing the residual energy of people who've lived in the home after all those years right has nothing to do with the doctor's office. Right. Okay. I mean, I guess it could. I mean, we don't know for sure. But the right. fact that you've seen a woman pacing around the room leads me to believe that it's likely right. just residual energy. It's not interacting with anyone. It's not mm-hmm. communicating in that way. And they so some of the investigators have actually picked up EVPs um, and different sounds, you know, okay. when they've gone in to investigate. So the Pickmans moved out in 1994. So they only lived there for two years, right? Not even, right? Okay. What did they move in in 1993, right? I thought it was 1992. Mm, oh, you're right. December okay. 31st, 1992. Okay. But I don't know if it was a full two years. Right. Um, the house is currently not occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like it's part of the Chamber of Commerce because that's what the website that I found. Um, and you can actually go. You can make daytime visits. Or stay overnight. Which we saw with... With, yeah, Shane and Ryan. Um, You must sign a waiver before entering due to the potential of being harmed. Like, presumably by the entity or entities that live there. Um, And for more information, go to visitatchison.com slash highlight slash Sally hyphen house. So when are we going? (laughs) Uh, when I don't know. When do you want to take the trip up there, babe? <laughs> you really want to do that? I mean, maybe. Because I feel Kansas. like Kansas. <laughs> we don't know anybody in Kansas. <laughs> um, I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, because we've talked about this before. I feel like places that have a lot of trauma mm-hmm. have a higher probability of being haunted. Yeah. The only thing we know about this place is that possibly, maybe, a little girl died there right. from a very traumatic death. 
but there's no record of it. Right. So it's like, like if we're looking at like, you know, for evidence of ghosts, all right. You would have to have something that proves you, you, that, that she died. Then. And, and, and I think if we had that, I'd be a little bit more on board with it being haunted. But that, but I still believe it could be haunted. There's been too many people who have had experiences right. while in that home. So I definitely think there's something there, but I don't believe it's the ghost of a little girl. I think it's a demon. And I also... But why would it be a demon, though? Well, if you will recall, and I did not find any information in my notes on this. Okay. But do you remember when we uh, watched Buzzfeed Unsolved and they went in? Didn't they say there was a pentagram or something? That the people who moved in after the Pikmins? I don't remember. Okay. I think on BuzzFeed Unsolved, correct me if I'm wrong, um, for those who've seen it, <laughs> you can email us. Um, I think that Shane and Ryan had said that people moved in after the fact mm -hmm. because of all the stories of what had happened to the Pikmins. Mm -hmm. It was like this couple that I guess were very much into the occult. Mm-hmm. And I think they had moved in, and there was, like, a pentagram. They found a pentagram on the floor of the basement. Oh, okay. Because I remember Ryan and Shane, like, laid down on the floor where the where they had covered up the pentagram. And they were, like, okay. trying to tease the demon or trying to get it to, you know. You know yeah. how Shane is, especially. Right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, this one just seems a little on the cusp for me. And belief wise okay so I, just, I, I would feel like i need a little bit more evidence i need to see a little bit more evidence i need to see a little bit more you know related to that okay so well that's fine so this episode's a little bit brief tonight um but that's okay <laughs> um i had planned to do like a top 10 haunted houses <laughs> in the want, u.s yeah but you wanted to split it up a little but bit. i think because i wanted to focus my attention on um each house and kind of giving it its own right uh opportunity to kind of shine do you feel like do you, when okay so in your research mm -hmm. do you feel like this one is like one of the top haunted yes. houses this is this is it yeah i remember when i was when i was younger um and i'm gonna have to see if i can find it um Unsolved Mysteries mm -hmm. covered the Sally House. Of course they covered the Sally House. I'm pretty sure they did. I remember right. that episode. And I have the DVD set. I just need to find it. You know, I didn't even think to pull that out until you just said something. Right. Um, I've watched some other things on it, and I did rewatch the BuzzFeed Unsolved um, and did some other research. But, I, um, yeah, I mean, when I first saw about the Sally House when I was younger, mm. it intrigued me. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that. So, can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. And this might be spoiler. I don't want to get into spoilers. Where does, like, the Amiable Horror House fall in if this is, like. Well, I, again, I, I'm not really doing top ten now, right? Oh, that's right. Okay. So, um. So, you're just, like. I have a list of top ten. Right. But, you, but um, this is. Okay. So, you're not, you're not counting down. You're just. No, instead, I just decided to do a series on. Okay. Haunted houses in America, essentially. Okay, I, I'm um, excited for this because I so want to I am going to do books. the Amityville house. I feel like I actually want to buy the book. Okay, I don't understand why we don't already have the book. I had wanted to buy it at one point. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I want to get it. And right. I and I do know there's some controversy around that. Like, 
um, because Ed and Lorraine Warren were involved and there's mm-hmm. been some controversy around them and their work um, and the fact that the uh, Letzes, right? Yeah. Um, that they could have profited on this by writing this book and the author said that they had come up with some, like some of this stuff happened, but they elaborated to make it sound worse. So I understand that. And I'm going to look into all that and play. I had, I did watch the documentary a while back on the Amityville horror um, from the son who had lived there. Right. And um, so I'm going to talk about that as well. That's going to require a lot more research that we had. We didn't really have time for this week. Right. Um, so I think the thing with the Sally house though is, and, you know, we're parents, and so we don't get to go out very often for, like, trips. But I think that should be one that we should schedule. Try to go to Kansas? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we can... <laughs> How are we going to do that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll just do it. Yeah, this week was kind of <laughs> crazy because we were coming off of vacation, trying to get back on schedule with our work. Um, and you've been... Drew's been working some extra overtime and stuff too. So it was kind of a crazy week. So sorry, apologies for the shorter episode, but it's fine. Um, we'll have longer ones coming up soon. Um, but yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have been to the Sally house and experienced something, or if you, he- if you've heard something about it that we didn't cover, mm-hmm. please let us know. Email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. And we are also still looking for listener tales. Or yes. like listener like ghost stories or things that you've experienced. Because we want to talk about those. We want to engage with you all. Yes. So if you have you. those, email us those. Or DM us on Instagram and be like, hey, I've got this really cool ghost story. Mm-hmm. About a time that I was like haunted at, I don't know, my sister's husband's former college roommate's house this is a space balls joke for anybody that likes space balls oh my gosh <laughs> all right well we hope that you keep listening and we hope that you join us while we uh we talk about spirits we sip on spirits and talk about spirits yeah the other way around <laughs> i don't know <laughs> all right bye bye